1: Hey ho, what's up everybody?
2: Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell Bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment Hope everybody had a great weekend and a great Labor Day And, uh, and now it's show day! Hello! Before we get started, let me introduce... My cool, outrageous man-about-town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell, and, and Astro. And Astro,
3: Astro—he loves to be on TV, but today he's not in the mood. <laughs> yeah. Today he just wants to be rubbed.
2: Actually, that's what he really wants that's
3: most whole, of the day. <laughs> this this dog—if you're rubbing me—lay there forever. Astro, um, say hello to everybody.
4: Hello. Hi, hi. It's me, Astro.
3: Mm. <laughs> he licks his daddy. Look,
1: it's me, Astro. I'm on television. Hello, everybody. It's Astro on television. So I hope
2: everybody's doing good. We have a fun show for you guys today. We have a uh, different kind of guest today. First, our first guest is going to be Charlotte Reed, and she is a uh, radio host, and she hosts the Pet Buzz, so she's basically a pet trendologist, uh, something we've never had before. I think it'll be a lot of fun. And our second guests are Summer Helene and Bear Fjorda. Summer Helene is a talk show host, and she works in Hollywood. Um, and Bear Fjorda is an MMA fighter, and they're a couple. And we met them here in Palm Springs, and they're really cool. And I did their show the other day. So it was a lot of fun.
3: How come uh, I didn't do that show? I don't know. They didn't ask me. I'm funnier than you. You're boring.
2: <laughs> I know, but, like, they, they were talking about, like, Business. Uh, they were talking about popular topics with influencers, and you don't know who they
3: are. <laughs> I don't know popular influencers. You don't I'm know talking?
2: any popular influencers.
3: I, I, I know everybody you know. No you, no, you don't. You don't
2: know who they are, like, you don't, because you're not in social media a lot, so you don't follow them, like, so you don't know who they are. We were talking and, and, and trashing influencers, basically. It was
3: fun. Anyway, um you guys can go to listen 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 watch a little restiline all right watch what it does Hey Sylvia <laughs> see these crappy lines watch Astro it's just a minute I'm doing something watch a little bit of Restil in here look at that years came off so when I get to New York there's this broad on Long Island that came on our show And she shot up, uh, what's her name? Eileen. No, not Eileen. Oh, no, Wendy Stewart. She shot up Wendy Stewart's face on our show. And she said, when you come to New York, I'd love to Uh do your face. So what do you think, folks? A little here and a little there? So now you have
2: to figure out a way to describe that to the people who are listening but can't see
3: it. Oh, okay, people who are listening, why don't you watch our show? (laughs) Anyway, I'm putting a finger on each cheekbone and tapping it gently, and that's what the filler would do. And it gets rid of those ugly puppet lines that make you look a 100. Awesome. I mean, I, I, nobody really cares, but I just figured I'd tell everybody. I also want to tell everybody, listen. So when you see me looking wonderful and young, you're going to think I had a facelift.
2: You guys, there's two ways you can watch the show right now. You can either go to w4cy.com. It's playing live. And if you click the YouTube thing, it'll bring you to YouTube where the chat room is. Um, otherwise, you can just go into Google and, and uh, go into YouTube and type in celebrity interviews from the world of entertainment with host Jimmy Starr and Ron Russell, 090623, and you can find us, and that way you can see
3: us. That fast you Just went, I do think anybody knows what the Yeah, they you know what they're doing, because anyway. they know how to get there, so... Anyway, um, I forgot what I was going to say. No. Oh, did you? Yes, I did, because you, you took over.
2: No, I didn't take over, but you want people to watch. And, oh, yeah, like, you can watch us on
3: your cell phone, so there's no excuse. You don't need a computer... No matter where you are, just tune tune, tune in to us on your cell phone, and we're very little on your cell phone. So maybe, <laughs> maybe I won't need so much Restylane or Botox. That's hilarious. As I, I like put my way. finger to my cheek again, I really like the way that looks. Look, one side looks young, one side looks old. Great.
2: I think it looks great. So,
3: so hope everybody's I'm going good. to have my face shut up when I get to Long Island. And I, what's it? What her, what's her name? The girl that does it. She's fabulous. She Ro- did a great job. Rosa, I think her name was Rosa. Rosa was a name. Rosa on Long Island. She did a wonderful job on Wendy. Right, Astro? Astro like all over the place kissing me all over my little baby. So uh, We have a lady coming on that's going to talk about dogs, and I'm going to tell them about you. And you're peeing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> These little mutts, they pee all over he loves to pee on the dining room chair leg, which drives me crazy. Because then I have to wash the leg, sterilize the floor, and I put mouthwash on the rag when I wash in the way he was this way because I don't like the smell of mouthwash.
2: We can ask I'm gonna
3: ask that. if that's true. Anyway,
2: anyway, okay, so let's get our commercials out of the way. So first of all, we want to thank everybody for tuning in every week. We have a lot of fun, lots of fun shows. And we appreciate everybody's support. You can hear us on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, um, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, Amazon Prime. Uh, We want to say hello because B. Claudia just joined us in the chat. Oh, yeah.
3: B. Claudia, you took that nice picture that we use of Astro and myself and Jimmy. But you can't really see my face. Mm -hmm. And Astro, you can't really tell what he looks like. So we're going to pull it down, and maybe you'll give me i I'm not
2: going to pull it down. That's just for a one-week thing. Well, he wants a better picture of him and Astro. Yeah, so
3: I'm I'm kindly asking you, could you do a better one? Let me know when you can take a picture, and I'll... uh, I'll put him next to my face rather than covering
2: my face. face. So, B, let me know in the chat room if you can take a picture, and I'll do it for us. And I want to thank you for you and Don both. Who Don just joined us here. Hey, Don. Hinton. Hi, Dawn. Uh, Thank you guys for all my Facebook stuff to today to you guys me. are the listen best.
3: Listen to me. Orange picker. Yes. L- lemon picker. Man who works the fields of Florida picking lemons. Who's that? Don is pronounced Dawn, not Dawn. Don, not Don. Don is a man like Don Amici or Don Jose. Dawn. 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 <laughs> Dawn Look 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 at the mouth. Dawn. Dawn hitting. Dawn. Because there's a W there. Pronounce the W. I love Dawn. It. So uh, thanks Pete for the 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 uh
2: the um fire post that you did. I appreciate it so much and so does Ron and Dawn. <laughs> And Don, thank you both for like, you and B both for like uh, standing up for me in my Facebook battle. So I appreciate it so much.
3: Why were they standing up for you? What uh, just because
2: I had like a dumbass guy on Facebook.
3: Why didn't you tell me? I would have fixed his ass. Oh,
2: he now he blocked me, so it's fine.
3: Oh, yeah, i blo- <laughs> What did he write? He just wrote He asked me
2: to contribute to one of his campaigns. His, yeah. You know, and I told him I don't like do that. And then he got like nasty with me. And so I posted it on Facebook that I didn't mention his name. But then he mentioned his own name and came out. You know, on the post, like, so and hundreds he, of people have, like, come to my defense. <laughs>
3: you know, when you ask for money, you have to be nice. I mean, I did that. Listen, I founded the, the Have a Heart uh, Foundation is mine. I designed it, founded it, and ran it for years. And we made, we did drag shows of all famous drag queens impersonating famous uh, performers. I, of course, performed as Jane Russell all the time. And we made tons of money for um, Far and also for the elizabeth taylor foundation for aids research okay hang on
2: hang on we're going to interrupt you Don, because she's ready for you to hold the dog up she's going to take a picture right? oh actually
3: oh, well, so guys we're on b. claudia the
2: fabulous wonderfulness of b claudia is going to do a new no, picture. Astro,
3: don't be difficult
2: <laughs> again you're covering your face though and that's what you didn't like astro astro it's still covering your face. Hold <laughs> him
1: to the side. Now he's in the
2: bark of the truck. <laughs> hold him down some. I can him hold up. him down. I want me to hold him up in front of you? No, no,
3: he's good. Take a picture. Go okay, on. go, B. Go, go, go.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, Astro, Yeah! That's enough. We did it. <laughs> Thank you, B, very much for that.
2: Hey, how uh. We might have to do it again, I'm not sure. Okay, now hold that stroke. I got it. Hey, and Hub Reynolds Jr. just joined, joined us too into the chat. What's up, Hub? So you guys, are going to have a lot of fun today. And I know a lot of you guys are pet lovers. I know Hub is, and I know Don is for sure. Um, and we're going to have a really cool guest coming on. What,
3: what were we saying when you suddenly um, interrupted me? Um, have a heart. That You had to have a heart oh, foundation. Yeah, yeah, and when we, you listen, I knew Elizabeth Taylor from Amphar and from have a heart. And Elizabeth Taylor was always very kind when she asked for a couple of million bucks from her friends. It's a lot of money. You know, she'd say, give me whatever you can, and I know you could maybe give me a million. <laughs> I used to do that. I guess what? She got the money. But you don't bite the hand that feeds you ever because it doesn't look good. Now, if, let's say, Rock Hudson, her best friend, wouldn't give her the money that he gave her for her foundation. Do you think for one minute she's going to badmouth him? She'd be an idiot to do that. So the person that did this to Jimmy was a total moron and should not be in the fundraising business. He should go be an asshole that he is and fart and shit because that's all he's good for. Well, he claims that he's the
2: nephew of Marilyn Monroe. Oh, yeah, Marilyn
3: Monroe's nephew. He's he's (laughs) probably a demented drag queen. That thinks he's a, a woman inside and he's Marilyn Monroe and every other trendy shit that's going on. And listen, everybody, Hollywood works in a lot of different
2: ways. And I understand everybody raises money, however. They, and if you crowdfund and that's how you make your movies, that's fine. But Ron and I, we don't pay to play. If we're in a movie, we got paid. If we produce a movie, we got paid. We get paid or we don't work. That's uh, our job. That's because that's how you know, we that's listen. how we pay our light
3: bill. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't um, understand how people think that. We're free. No one is free in our business. We. This is our job. This is our life. But they want us look. to pay
2: them. He wanted me to pay for a role or pay to get a producer credit or pay to get something. Yeah, and the I would
3: producer. have paid him for a head job too. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I mean, really and truly, these people are insane. One time a guy said to me, Ron, we want you in a movie. Give us $10,000 and you get get to meet, what's his name, who I know already. Who yes. Was a, a good friend Tom of mine. Tom Sizemore. Tom Sizemore. Poor Tom. Rest in peace, Tom. But I knew Tom for years, and he said, Oh, you get to know me, Tom Sizemore. I said, Schmuck, I was Jane Russell's best friend. You're going to throw names at me? Don't bother. You're wasting your time.
2: So, our first guest is here in a second. Before we do it, before we have her come on, I want to uh, do my trailer, you guys. So, you guys, uh, I want my movie to stay on Tubi. It's called Purgatorium. Please watch the movie. Uh, leave reviews, check it out. Uh, here's the trailer for it. It's free on Tubi, and when we come back, we will be with our guest, Charlotte Reed. Here it goes, everybody. Purgatorium.
1: So what is this double? I'm, 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 I'm stuck in here. Who put you up? To this? No one did, sir.
0: I gave it to you in writing, Bart. In black and white.
1: I really don't want to hurt you, man. Then don't. Evil is with us. Now. No! Oh. Hey! Wise man once said life is like a stream if you do it and not do it. It does not stop. Stay up there! No. The
5: funny thing about streams though,
3: once it's off course, you can never change it back.
2: So check out my movie purgatorium. And why am I bent over? Oh, check out my movie purgatorium. It's on Tubi now. Um, all right. Now what we're going to do. Oh. What? What's... Hold on. What's... Oh, we... Somehow the YouTube jumped up there. That was weird. Sorry about all right. that. All right, everybody. Say, say something, Charlotte. Let's make sure we can hear you. Meow. Yeah.
4: Mark, <laughs> how are you
3: doing, guys?
4: Good.
5: How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me.
2: All right, let me do my good introduction then. All right, wait, everybody. Wait, wait. Oh. She has to meet.
3: What, well, you gonna meet him in a I minute? I know, minute. but I wanted to meet Astro. Say hi to Charlotte Astro.
5: Hey <laughs> Astro, Astro, meet Churchill. Oh, Churchill. Churchill. Oh,
4: hey.
2: Hey. 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 Churchill. Look at that. That's so cute. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, pet trendologist, and host of the nationally syndicated radio show and podcast, The Pet Buzz. Charlotte Reed. Hello, and welcome to the show.
5: Hey guys, thanks so much for having me. You guys are great. I love the movie, by the way. I had got I got to watch a little piece of the trailer. How fun is that?
3: Yeah, yes, it's, it's a really weird movie. I don't care. You know, I'm in them all the moral of time. And I hate them because they're bloody. That one's not bloody. No, that's not bloody. It's a psychological that, thriller. Yeah, that one's weird, and I like weird. It's cocky and better than bloody. Do you like bloody chop them up slasher movies?
5: Not really. My boyfriend does so, and sometimes I'm forced to watch them. You but he really likes true cru- true crime. True I'm crime.
3: For, I'm forced to watch them because I'm into goddamn things. But. <laughs> You know, and I hey, hate. She doesn't know who you are. We got to introduce you. Oh, she doesn't know who I am. No, I didn't introduce you yet. So, this is my
2: cool, outrageous man about town co host, Ron Russell. <laughs> say hi. Hi, Ron. Hi, uh, now we're formally introduced. And now we have a chat room starting to fill up with people. So, see, please say hi to everybody in the town because they've got uh, some questions.
5: Hi, yet. everybody in the chat room. Ask me anything. I might no, tell so you the Charlotte, answer depending on how personal it gets.
3: Charlotte, <laughs> if I were not an actor, I would do what you're doing. I envy you, I'm jealous. I wish I could uh, work with animals, uh, cats and dogs. Um, you have to have a lot of patience and a lot of love. And I'm sure you have patience and love, right?
5: I have lots of patience and lots of love. Uh, not as much sometimes for the clients because oh. to get on board. But you know, the funny thing is a lot of people w- love animals so much and they think they can work with animals and they can, they have all sorts of great talent. But really, the trick is you have to be able to work with the people too. And that's really key. You're never going to receive the results that you want unless the people are
3: trained as well.
2: So we have three rescue dogs. We have have three. We love dogs.
3: Yeah. And you can't really tell us, like, you know, we had a friend of ours who had a dog that loved to bite our heels when we walked into the house. And as we would be walking through the house, the dog would be snipping at our heels. And the person never said to the dog to stop. And I said to her one day, I said, can you get your friggin' dog off my foot? Because he's biting my ankle. She got so offended, like I spoke to her child that way. You know, we have to remember, they are animals. Even though we love them as our children, they're still animals. And, and, and we have to be the ones to train them. don't train themselves am i correct
5: absolutely right and also what i would probably want to know if you knew it what kind of dog it was because obviously certain dog breeds have
3: a corgi it it was no his name was sherlock and he was a basset hound and a beauty a beautiful basset
5: No, a lot of times people don't realize like they look at a breed and they say, oh, that breed is so beautiful. I want that breed. But they really don't really learn the characteristics of that breed. That's one of the reasons why I asked you if it was a corgi or a herding breed because they instinctively will nip at heels to kind of herd them into a space. So it's not, they might not think they're hurting you, but the owner should have worked with a trainer to get the dog from stop to nipping at the heels. Like I just actually read a story um, the other day. It was out of Michigan. Uh, They wrote to an advice columnist, and they said they were – it was two sisters. They were at a dinner party, and the host had some friends visiting, and they brought this really bad-behaved dog. And one of the things the dog did to all the guests was try to hump the guests. So, you know, they put up – they tried to put up with it for a period of time, but it just got to be ridiculous. So they asked the, the guest if they could put the dog in another room, So they can enjoy the you know, each other's company. And she was like, what are you doing? You're talking to my child this way. I can't, I can't. And then they asked the host and the host got really mad and both sisters left. And, you know, now they don't socialize with the host at all. She never calls them. She'll never invite them to another dinner party. And so I talked about it on my show and I said, you know, It's a really good idea if you having someone come to your house and bringing a dog, go over the rules, especially if not everyone loves dogs. I mean, I have friends who don't love dogs, who don't love cats, and I respect that decision. I don't necessarily understand it because I'm a big pet lover, but you want to treat guests who come to your home, you know, nicely. And if a dog is bothering a guest, well, it's your responsibility as the host to kind of pull the owners aside and say, look, I have friends here too. Can you please, like, can you leave the dog in your, the room that you're sleeping in? Or did you bring a crate or something like that? Because you just, you don't want to offend people. You know, you have to realize the, dog's, the dog or cat is an extension of yourself. So why do you want to upset people? You're, you're at a party to have a good time, not to disturb we everyone's had- harmony and peace. Right. We had- Or in your case, or in your case, your heels.
3: We had a good friend that we are no longer friends with, and she's famous, her name is Su Wang, and she's the designer of women's clothing. And we were at her home in Malibu, and I brought Astro because Jimmy and I, we, we, we were on our way up to visit friends in Malibu, so we stopped at Sue's with Astro. And I said, this is my little boy, and she looked at me, she's all, oh, you know, in China, we eat them. <laughs> and I thought my heart would break. No, I wanted to scream and punch her or something. No, I didn't know what to think. The thought of anyone hurting, killing, and eating my dog was beyond my, beyond my thinking. And I, I carry that with me today. And I'm sorry I used her name, but deservingly so, because it was a cruel thing to say to me, and I've never gotten over it. Never. I mean, Jimmy knows that. We take the dog. I, don't, I, the I don't find humor in that. If there was a, any kind of humor in eating dogs, I don't find it funny.
5: Period. I, I think that's, ho- I think it's horrible. And you know, hey, I hate to say it, but she lives in America. And here in America, we love dogs. We don't eat them. We try not to treat them badly. <laughs> um, she- but, no, I agree. That was a horrible thing to
3: say. Well, yeah, but when she was a child in China, she ate rats. Her grandmother used to kill the rats and they'd eat them. And that she's put in her book and made very public. So I think that they eat anything that moves. So I wanted to say to her, "Why don't you get yourself a boyfriend and let him?"
5: <laughs> you know, and I can only imagine where that next thought would go. <laughs> we're we're going to keep this clean. No, I, 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 feel you, and I think it was a really obnoxious thing to say to you because she knows that you guys love your pets. You love Astro and your two other, uh, your two other breeds of oh, dogs. You and you know what? what? I get it that. That's what back then people did in China. I mean, the the movement in China for dogs, is, it's in the process of t- trying to change, especially with young people, especially with the middle class. A lot of people have pets as dogs, but people are really fighting. For example, in June, they have that Yulin Dog Festival, um, and where they do eat dogs, and a lot of the dogs are stolen. A lot of American groups have gone there and have brought dogs back, and, and also tried to give um, dog farmers money to change their source of income. So, there was one story I read where um, one group from the United States helped this guy transition into growing blueberries.
2: No, I think that's – first of all, I think that Yulen thing is discussed. Somebody in the chat room wrote about it. It's like the worst thing ever. And she has a question it for is. you that we'll use in a minute. Um, but we have three dogs,
3: but but Astro goes with us to the grocery store. Astro goes everywhere. Listen, go. listen. I've had a It's no, like his no, son. Listen, <laughs> I'm 83 years old. I've had dogs since four years old. So that's a lot of dogs I've had over the years that I've loved to death, and they of course, died from old age. And I never liked really little dogs. I've always had big dogs, St. Bernard's and and, and, and uh, Ast- Mastiffs, you know. So Jimmy went and bought this little dog that he thought would be him. I rescued it. All our dogs are rescuers. Yeah, but the dog ignores him and adores me. <laughs> he only is with me. He lives for me. He sleeps every night curled under my chin. And when I kiss him, he goes... Uh, uh, uh. So this dog took my heart. I have never loved any of my dogs like I love my Astro. So that I think was the most horrible thing that has ever been said to me.
2: So our other two dogs, we also have a um, an but old English feet. Sheepdog Terrier mix. She's about thirty pounds. She, After she will pounds. nip at your feet. Yeah, she nips at your so feet. She's, but she's, a she's a herding herder. dog. She's a herder that so we're careful with her and her name is brandy and she's about 35 pounds and then we have a Fila brazilian mastiff
3: Who's oh uh, there's
2: your big dog that's our shazam. big dog shazam <laughs> and he um he, he right now lives with ron's daughters uh but, but we but we love rescues and i watch uh i'm a big social media person and i follow the dodo everywhere to watch like the animals and, I, and it kills me when people are mean to them but i love to see the dodo people you know helping them you know, well, like, listen, like getting them homes and stuff know, like that. Sure. Do
5: you know what the dodo is? Do you know what that is? Yes, of course I know what the dodo is. And you know what they do? Now they have dodo wear for your dogs. Oh,
2: you do see, know I something?
3: Like, love that. I, oh, I I'm going
5: to have to send you a dodo thing. I we'll okay. to give you a dodo sweatshirt.
3: Yes. What? I, I have like, a million and a half followers I, I have, have to, to say media. something good about two people that we're friends with who absolutely love their dogs like I do. One is sure. Sherry Belafonte. She's got about seven, and they are her children. And she will kill you if you go anywhere near them to harm them. And the other one is Ron Moss, his wife Devin, They have their little boy, like my little boy. And it was just on Facebook. Somebody sent a tuxedo everywhere. with a bow tie, and they put cool. it on. They put it on. Uh, his name is Prince. So I wrote in Facebook to devin I said, "Oh, so Cary Grant." And <laughs> Prince has his own. Awesome. History. Prince has his own Instagram page. He's right.
2: literally got like 50 or
3: 60,000 right. followers because so, he goes all over the world. They're so, famous and he goes all, so all, over, all over the world. So I'm like not the only nut out there with dogs. We have so many friends that are fanatical. I mean, oh, oh, what am I talking about? Sean Kane and his wife, Michelle. Oh, yeah, she takes her dog have, everywhere. They have a, they have a blood blood baby carriage. because some Bulldog. Bulldog who had a fight with somebody else's dog and he went his eyeballs came out. So he went blind. So Michelle has him in a baby carriage. And if we're on the set together, she brings that dog on the set. All over. to the restaurants and we go out to eat, the baby and the baby, so baby so care next so to us. So many celebrities out there, and, and are, regular people, and regular people that adore their dogs. So we're going to make up for that one person who was a nut. So I want to brag for
2: you a little, mm-hmm. real quick. So you guys, Charlotte. Uh, first of all, you can follow her on Instagram. She's at the Pet Buzz, um, and basically, she's the expert on the what's new for pets and their people she's a leading pet trend and lifestyle expert which i didn't even know that existed for dogs so i'm fascinated by it she's been on better tv cnn comedy central fox and friends nate burkus the view steve harvey the today show vh1 the Realist report she just wrapped up a bunch of segments at the super zoo in las vegas which i don't know what that is um, but we're going to find out in a little bit and she's also done stories for the Wall Street Journal, Forbes, Yahoo, Rover.com, Newsweek, PetMD, Great Pet Care. And she's a contributor to Catster and Dogster, which I had to look them up. I've never heard of them before. And she's a blogger for NBC's PetSide.com and Pet360.com. So you're like, wow. How wonderful. did you how did you like just wake up one day and say, gee, I'm going to be like the leading expert on like the trendy things to do with your dog?
5: Well, let's see. I Well, the two things happened. One, I got sick of working. I went to Fordham Law School. And after law school, I went to go work at a Wall Street bank. I did regulatory work, uh, which I can tell you was not creative. So after uh, dealing with the hyped up, coked up, blue-stealed traders, and I would tell them, like, I'm sorry, you can't make $5 million on this trade. You can only make three. You have to restructure it. I can't. Like, I think after the second time someone had their, their fist almost in my face, I was like, I was done. So I started a pet care business. And the funny thing is, how I got started is kind of a New York story. I, was, um, I was, came home sick one day from my, the bank I worked at at Wall Street. And I heard music as I was descending the stairs in my loft building. And when I opened the door, the music was playing really loud. It was back in the day. It was Madonna and the voguing. And I opened the door and the dogs, it was a, a duplex. So I saw to the left was my bedroom. And my two cocker spaniels, Katie and Kidder, were sitting on the bed, looking over the banister down into the main part, the living room, dining room. And there, all of a sudden, out came dancing my dog walker. And this is what I tell everyone. This is the punchline of the story. I said, he looked better in the bespoke outfit than I did. <laughs> I was going to this. I had the, my aunt had sent me. Um, this was before Philip Tracy was super famous. My aunt had sent me a bespoke hat to go with the outfit and the suit came, but the hat didn't come. There were some moderations that had to be done to it. And there he was wearing my outfit, dancing around the apartment, looking in the mirror. And I, and I, well, I, I kept it. I tried to keep it as clean as possible. I said, I think it's time for you to go. If I see you on the street, don't speak to me. And by the way, I'm going to leave, take the, Friggin' clothes with you i never want to see you wear the clothes again and leave your address i'll mail you a check and i did in fact send him the check because the dogs did like him but i had noticed something was askew for weeks so probably and the reason that story got to be known and got to be a new york story was at the time mark malkin worked you mark malkin works for e entertainment and mark had um Got a dog on a whim. He got a dog named, I believe the dog's name was Kiddo. It was a schnauzer. He bought it at the Christopher Street Pet Store, um, which still is around. I think they won't be in business much longer. And Sunday Good. night, he panicked because he had to get go to work, and he didn't know what to do with the dog. So he called her friend. It was a big dog lover. She said, ask the, do- the doorman, because this is New York, for a dog walker. There must be somebody in the building. So he did, and the st- story went on, started out with Mark and all of the trauma that this dog walker inflicted on him. And finally, the shrink said, Mark, either get rid of the dog and or the dog walker. And then as Mark started writing this story, he heard about all these other crazy New York stories. And he came upon me, and that story kind of catapulted me into another level. Um, you know, I was the first really official dog walker for hotels in New York city my first hotel was the Soho grant. And then I went to the Mandarin and all these high end. Um, eventually, you know, I started doing television, which I love to talk about pets and, and products and give money saving tips and seasonal advice. And it just, it started just bringing my career to another level. Um, once I quit my job, which I friggin hated, I mean, you know, I there's so many people, who love like, you know, they take the challenge, they spend the money, they go to law school, they get on the grind and then they get to a point where it's just, they're just working all the time. There's, they're not meeting any people. It's just, there's no creative outlet. So when I quit my job, I just kind of figured, what am I going to do? So I went to dog grooming school. Now I can tell you, and I started this business and now I have a family of like PhDs were kind of political on both sides um, so my family used to go, oh, what's that sound? Charlotte's law degree going down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They finally stopped it when I had clients like Marvin Hamlish, Mandy Patinkin, and of course my beloved Barry Diller, um, good who had, was always very good to me. I trained one of his dogs. He had many dogs, um, in New York, uh, where he lived. So, I mean, I've just, Marvin Hamlish. since you guys are musical fans and have been around for a while, I mean, I've had so many great clients over the years. Um, About 12 years ago, I needed a break. I stopped the dog walking. And I also had an outlet in the Hamptons, so we took care of dogs in the Hamptons as well. Um, And I moved down to Florida, which I actually like. And I focus really on my radio, my TV, and my writing career. And I have a few other things I want to do. Are you in Florida now? I'm in Florida. I live in the Bradenton, Sarasota area. We just can't got over the hurricaneish. I mean, not the Big Ben, but yeah. So I grew
2: up in Florida. I was born in Miami. I grew up in West Palm Beach. I went to high school in Jacksonville, college in Gainesville, and then I lived in Pompano, and Boca, and Fort Lauderdale. That's where I met him. Do you
3: think that's interesting? Yes, I do. Well, down here, he's a
5: god because he's a true Florida boy. I. It's funny because I did. Um, I did a show not such a long time ago. I did KTLA in LA. And there was two hosts, and one was kind of like you know a little on this like a little take like a little setback, you know. And when he found that I lived in Florida, he goes, "You're from Florida? I'm from Lando Lakes." (laughs) After that, after that, or Lakeland, one of the two. After that, he was so nice, and I'm like excited to see them next week when I when I'm going to be on KTLA again. So. Anybody in LA, if you want to watch me, I'll be on it at
3: 1142. Did you give up your loft in New York?
5: No, I still have my apartment in New York. Um, Good. It's,
3: sitting,
5: it. it's sitting vacant. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Um, you know, I it's funny. One. When I moved down here, every guy I knew, straighter, straighter, gay. Oh, can I rent your apartment? A uh, Music producers, this one, that one. I said, No. I ended up letting my, one of my oldest friends, she rented it for about a year and a half, but I had some stipulations because she had a big German shepherd who peed on the floor. Uh, and I had really nice carpets, um, a lot of Persians. I had a Royal bakar on my dining room table. So you can imagine, I, I I really didn't, I mean, as much as I love dogs, I have tile floors here. Um, and in the in the wintertime, I put the carpets down. But, um, you know, I had, I just, my dogs are fair, are very well trained. I mean, I walk them. Um, And I'll tell you the truth. You know how I know all my neighbors? It's because I have dogs. Nobody in my little neighborhood here, they don't walk their dogs. So um, everybody everybody knows me because I'm the the dog lady.
3: Uh, uh, Charlotte, can I tell you, I've lived in Florida for years. And you will become a vegetable in time because there's nothing to do in Florida but talk about aches and pains, hospitals, doctors, sunshine, and the swimming pool. And uh, whatever well, she's else. She's still working. She's but not wait a tired. second. You need to, you need to keep that New York apartment to go back for three months to get revitalized, to get intelligent <laughs> again, and to become a functioning human being. Because I had to get out of Florida because I was turning into an old man, being surrounded by old people, and I found it to be ridiculous. And I'm not an old man. I'm a very young man at eighty-three. So be careful about that. You can fall into that tender trap.
5: Oh, I won't fall into that tender trap. I mean, I, you be- know, one of the great things about being here now for me is that I like outdoor activities. And in New York, I mean, outdoor activities was like, you know, get walking to the subway, going to the opera, going to the ballet, going to a party, going to work.
3: You. Oh, I'm, my heart broke <laughs> for you. I'm- no, I know. <laughs> Oh, I'm sick over this. I'm going to kill myself. No, but now, yeah. now no, but- I kayak and I fish. And theater and concerts and dinner in wonderful restaurants with fabulous I people. Know. Beautifully. I feel so bad. I miss I'm that. you could going to come here and pull your hair out of your head.
5: <laughs> no, I, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I do, I have to, I, honestly, I was really fortunate enough that I always like cooking. I, I love cooking. So, and the restaurants here, I hate to say it, really suck. I mean, <laughs> suck, S, suck, H, you know, like star, T. Yeah. They're just, they're horrible. So I cook a lot. I mean, I have a nice kitchen, lots Every, of love Say,
3: stay. The reason the restaurants are bad is because they cook everything for people with dentures.
5: No, I got to tell you the truth. Honestly, a lot of the restaurants in Sarasota, now there are a few good ones. But a lot of the restaurants you find cook 19... Okay, now I'm going to be a little fancy, but you can handle it. 1970s old French chanterelle, right? Remember chanterelle? They cook that old French stuff, you know? And it's like they're serving duck with like fruit sauce. I mean, come on, guys, give me a break. Do you know what I mean? I mean, who wants that? I mean, it's ridiculous. Oh, and they're still serving escargot on menus. I was married to a chef. I have to tell you that. I mean, they're serving escargot. I mean, I love escargot, but I mean, come on, at a modern-day restaurant. So it's a lot easier just to cook. I have a lot of cooking magazines. Oh no, that's not one, but I have a lot of cooking magazines. So I like to cook. Like on Christmas, we make duck. You know. He
3: would never. Uh, that, I, I right? cook. I cook every night. Um, I, I'm not a great. Uh, I
5: bet you do cook every night.
3: Yeah, Italian, I, so I'm, not not a, I'm not a fan of restaurants because they don't use uh, real olive oil. I said they use motor oil and just so many substitute things they put in the food doesn't taste correct. Uh, they think that the, the, the redder, the sauce and the more it burns your throat as you're eating it, the better it is. We're Northern Italian. So we have a combination of French and Northern Italian cuisine. Sure, We cook beautiful food. Unfortunately, California, the food stinks too. Palm Springs, especially, there's
2: no Chinese restaurants. I, I mean,
3: and you could no drop the restaurants here are outrageously expensive in and Palm Springs, terrible. and the food is so yeah. inferior to the price of what you're paying. Now, Jimmy and I will be in New York. I think in October, if we're not doing a movie, I cannot wait to go to Brooklyn <laughs> and go ah. to a Italian restaurant that the mafia goes to. And that's where I'm gonna have the best pasta in the world. Also, I know of a wonderful steakhouse if it's still on Third Avenue when I used to live there, up the road from where I lived, and I can't think of the name. We're actually moving back to New York. But the food in New York, I believe, the is though. still fabulous. Is Off
5: it- of Third Avenue? It's either if you're if you're if you're Mafia prone to that, you've got Spark Steakhouse. Who? Sparks. which is off of 47 Sparks is off of four. That's where a was killed I lived, and I lived, right out in front.
3: Uh, I lived on 75th and third. So it was on the, uh, west so you side, said it was
5: on third Avenue. Okay.
3: On 3rd Avenue, And you go up a few blocks and it had a wonderful garden in the back. You went in the front and then you ate in the garden. Uh, I think it was a black and white motif sort of, and it was a very famous restaurant. Anyway, it we'll said, let you know if
2: it's there. It used
3: to be celebrity filled. I don't know anymore. Okay. I have, I have a dog
2: question for you, and this actually comes from the chat horror. room. So we have a, a, a supporter of the show, her name's Dawn Hidden. Dawn. That's <laughs> me about it. You said it and so. uh you so know what?
3: He also says the word horror. Horror. How do you say horror like a horror movie? Horror. Horror movie. Yeah, he <laughs> says horror. Horror. So we had a word. <laughs> on and he said oh she's a very famous whore star and I said Jimmy the, the woman's gonna get called her a horror star <laughs> <laughs> so
2: hang on she has a question so recently in June her 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 best friend bullet was a corgi died and I think she had another dog that died before that she said is there any like advice for how do you actually get over the loss of a dog because you get another it's been, one wait, wait, it's been I'm not asking you I'm asking well, I'm professional. You it's especially. been it's been months and she's still mourning um, the loss of the dog and the dog's name was
5: bullet. I, I can completely understand that because during COVID I lost my 15 year old English toy spaniel. I lost my 12 year old, um, Himalayan cat. And I also lost my golden retriever, Hannah, who was 13. Um, so I, I had a big loss and there are times it's still hard for me. I miss time. I mean, I love the dogs. I have, four. I have four dogs now Four English toy spaniels. They look like Cavaliers. If you don't know what they look like, they just have snub noses, but it's really, really hard. Um, There is an association of pet bereavement. She could go to that website association of pet bereavement and she could check it out and they can give you some tools on how to deal with certain things. Honey, I'm doing an interview. Okay. So that's one way to do it. Also a lot of the local shelters have um, support groups and that's another um, way to talk to a counselor. They have sometimes group um, group um, settings that you can go to and you can talk to other people about your feelings. And there are some really great books. Um, Don, if you send me an email, it's char at I'll be more than happy to send you one of the great books that I have for pet bereavement.
3: Now, let me say something. I had Scooby. Scooby was a bull master, one of the most wonderful dogs in the world. And I love Scooby. Like I love Astro. Scooby died. Okay. I believe that Astro is Scooby's reincarnation. And he helped Astro help me get over Scooby. Because Scooby is still with me and he lives inside of Astro. Their similarities in their things they do is uncanny. It's like this dog, when he saw me, he knew me. He never left me. And he began doing everything that Scooby did. When Scooby would lie in bed with me, he did the same thing with his head and the grunt. So do you believe in reincarnation in animals?
5: I I do. I mean, I do. I mean, I think it's, it's fantastic and I think it's possible. Um... I think that you have to be careful when you read the signs. I mean, obviously you were really close to your animals. So you see the signs. I mean, I think some people, and I, and I'm going to say this and I don't, you know, it's very controversial, but some people love their dogs so much. And I'm saying people who not, not only people who are wealthy, people who miss their dogs so much today for $50,000, you can get your dog cloned. A lot of people have done it. Um, I, I don't think it's for me. But some people want to bring that same experience back. They want the dog to be the same size, the same shape. They want the dog. They want to have a family member of that dog, and that's one way they handle that experience. That's like, like some, I said.
3: I don't. That's like some serious, like pet
2: cemetery shit, though. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, but you know why? To some people, it matters. Listen, Astro will outlive me. Because I've asked my doctors, listen, I'm 83. What do you think I've got with my medical records? And they've all said a good 10 years, on. Well, 10 years from now, Astro will still be here, but I won't. So therefore, I'm happy because I won't feel the pain of losing him. Tell me I'm not neurotic.
5: <laughs> no, I, but you know what? I, I don't think you're neurotic at all. I mean, I think, you know, the nice thing is that even you, got, even though you guys are really funny and have lively personalities... The, the, the things that you're saying about your dogs are what everybody go through, whether you're super rich or super famous or you are struggling every day like many Americans. These are common things that people feel because they love their dogs so much. And, you know, we always say dogs are family members, but like during covid, they became su- sa- super savers, lifesavers for yes. a lot of people who are all who are your who are your age, who didn't have such a lively Busy, active lifestyle. You know, they didn't have the show. They didn't know all the people. They didn't zoom chat with their friends. So a lot of people worry about about these issues that you're bringing up. and and the people actually funny who I've heard this the most from, believe it or not, are bird people, because in some cases, birds live thirty and forty years. So that's why people right. That, that's why people go and and I mean, I hate to bring her up, Leona. Helmsley. That's why people make plans and provisions for their dogs. I mean, um, there's one German heiress. I think she left her German shepherd like a nice big trust fund, and then paid a housekeeper to live in the house uh, with the dog until the dog the rest of the life, and then with the bulk of what's left, will go to the housekeeper for taking care of the dog. I mean, these kind of things happen all the time. People always want to incorporate estate planning um, for their pet into their wills. And this is this is par for the course these days, you know? And a lot of lawyers, will, I mean, even if you go to the Association of, you know, attorneys, the, uh, the American Bar Association, you can put, you know, search in dog and they'll come up with a lot of stuff for people to think about. So co- if you do have a lawyer, talk to one who's, who's proficient with what to do in this type of situation.
3: My cousin Bertha had uh, a poodle named Gypsy. And he was, she was very much like Astro is to me. Well, when my cousin Bertha died, she said to me, though this is not funny, so please don't laugh at this part. Um, <laughs>
5: I'll I, laugh now, go
3: ahead. when no, my cousin Bertha, she knew she was dying. She said to me, no one will take care of Gypsy as I did. So Ron, I trust you. And I want you to be certain that when I die, they will put Gypsy down, cremate her, And put her ashes in the coffin with me in a box. And when my cousin Bertha did, we followed her instructions. And Gypsy is now with Bertha forever. And it was a comforting thought for her not to leave her dog. Because she was afraid that it wouldn't be fatal. It was an old dog too. Yeah, it was old. And mistreated. What do you think about that?
5: Well, it's interesting that you bring this up because I think there was a case in the Midwest about two years ago where a woman, she was older, died. She had a two-year-old Shih Tzu, and she wanted the dog to be cremated. And um, I think uh, Animal Legal Defense Fund or one of those organizations got involved uh, because the dog was two, and it eventually went to a good home. I don't know. If I, I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could end a dog's life. I would want the dog to to go on and I would make sure that I had someone take care of it. I mean, I have provisions for if anything happens to me, the dogs will go to a temporary place. I mean, well, my old, well, when I lived in New York, they went to um, my veterinarian's place until they could be rehomed to the place that I wanted to. The person who was going to be left to my dogs did not live in New York. So until they came, I wanted to make sure they went to a, a nice veterinarian. He was a good friend of mine. He still is. And he's in his 80s. He lives out in the Hamptons. And then from there, they would go on. My, pers- my friend would come in and, get, and take the dogs. You know, so that was for me.
3: We're moving to the Hamptons.
5: Oh, you are? Now, which swanky Hampton are you moving to? I don't think you'd be moving to West. And Quag is too far from the action. So no, Southampton. Hampton?
3: South Hampton will won't okay, give, moving to Southampton. I can't give where, but in, we'll be in Southampton.
2: We're getting out of California. It's getting a little bit too difficult. Oh, I have, California I have another, is insane. Oh, I have two things I want to say. First of all, when we got Astro, I've always been a little dog person, so I had a poodle named Star.
3: No, I'm sorry. Um, where we moving? We're moving to Southampton, not East Hampton. Southampton. Uh, that's yep. what
2: you said. Yeah, I said Southampton. Okay, so. Uh, so we went to this – so my my dog, Star, I had him for about 16 years, and he died. I love the dog to death. I love poodles. Uh, so we went to this thing, and it was called Poochella and it was taking place at the same time as Coachella, which is the big music festival. Mm-hmm. And they had all these, like, dogs and – And I said I wanted to go, and we went with a bunch of people. And Ron didn't like little dogs.
3: No, I didn't. Didn't. uh, Don't say I didn't like. them. You didn't then. No, I never did. Well, you didn't say you didn't like. I just never favored them. Right. Never. I never disliked them. them. I mean, I love my cousin's dog, Gypsy. So we
2: found this one dog, and it was was in somebody's hands, and they put it down. And I said, "Are you done looking at the dog?" And they said, "We think so." And so I picked the dog up, and immediately it was licking me. And I said, "I want this is the dog I want, Ron." I told Ron. He, and he was like, okay, because the big dogs we got, you know, he picked out. And I had to go get money because they didn't take credit cards. So I had to go to the bank. And in the 20 minutes it took me to go to the bank and get back, I lost the dog. The dog was like his dog. His middle name is Rocco, which is like some kind of like dog dog. St. Saint, saint
3: Rocco, <laughs> do- no, Rocco was the saint of dogs. If ever you see paintings of Rocco, St. Rocco, he always is caring for dogs. And also... Uh, the, the dogs licked his wound. He had an, a wound, St. Rocco, and the dogs licked his wound, which is something we must never let a dog do, is lick our Absolutely wound not. Because they have more bacteria. Uh, Shazam and Brandy fought over a toy. And Shazam, the bull master, the big guy, had Brandy's head in his mouth. And he was squeezing down on her head to kill her. And I quickly put my hand in there to stop them, and I was cut across my wrist. Well, I didn't think anything of it. And when I went to the doctor, they said, had you waited another week, we would have amputated your wrist because of the bacteria. So I had surgery and they removed all of the tissue that was bad. And I said, but I thought if a dog licks you, he heals you. No, they said. Their mouth has got the worst bacteria in it for wounds. So those of you out there watching or listening, if you think you're going to let your dog lick a wound, do Don't. not. It does not heal.
2: There
3: you go. <laughs> we bring all so these. Love- no, we bring these points up because we have. Let me tell you something. There's five million people that watch this show all over the world. We made our one billion download. No, yeah, one point one billion. One point one billion download. So what I just said is going to save a lot of people's lives because out of all those one billion people. One person's bound to let a dog lick their wound. Let me go back oh. a quick. As Charlotte, now, now that's I'm going places when I talk. I don't talk off the wall. That's why I love what she does because she helps people to understand their pet.
2: Absolutely. So I want like to like again. You guys can follow Char- Charlotte on uh, Instagram. It's the Pet Buzz. Are you any- we- no, go- no, oh, no okay. we have a few more minutes. Are you on any other social media platforms?
5: Yeah, you can go to Facebook. You can go to. Uh, petrendologist. You can go to the pet buzz. Um, Nobody does Twitter anymore. So
2: yeah. When do you do do your, so how do people tune into your show, your, your, uh, the pet buzz show? How do people find you?
5: So depending on where they are, so depending, they can go to the website. We're redesigning the website right now. You can also um, listen on SoundCloud. You can listen on Google play. You can listen on Stitcher, iTunes. So a lot of people, you know, today, Listen, especially if you're living in L.A., you're in your car for an hour, so you can always go and back and listen. Um, this week's show, actually, we're talking about what's going on in Maui, how the dogs are recovering uh, in Maui. And also, we also have this world-renowned gal on the show, Dr. Mary Cable, and she's going to talk about the search and rescue or the humane remains dogs, the cadaver dogs, which is totally amazing, um, how they're finding remains in that very black and white ashy, um, exterior. I mean, we've covered, you know, it's funny. I was watching the news last night and, uh, I was watching Cuomo last night and, you know, we cover all the bit, we follow the news cycle. So, you know, we're still in touch with people, our folks from East Palestine who, you know, right away after the trains exploded, um, animals chickens dogs cats all started having neurological symptoms um some animals have died some animals are really sick so you know we try to try to present the news angle for example when commander bit the seventh secret service agent and i gotta be honest with you i'm sure there were more the biden's have haven't had very much luck with any of their dogs i mean major uh, commander and the other one um so you know what do you do i mean you know Having a dog, like you said, you guys have a very active lifestyle when you're also have a lot of friends who have dogs and you know how to take care of them, making decisions on about your lifestyle. I mean, I remember this one girl called me up and she said, look, I want you to know this. She said, I, she, she said, I work in a strip bar in the Bronx, but I go to NYU. And I said, okay. I said, well, first of all, I'll be more than happy to talk to you. She was interested in using my pet care service. So I said, I'm going to make a suggestion to you. And I said, I think it would be a great idea instead of calling. Cause I said, you probably come home from work in the morning and you probably sit at the kitchen table and count your money and put it in stacks. And she goes, did you ever work in a strip club or on the pole? I said, no, but I had a guy who actually owned a bunch of clubs in New York. And so when I, we would used to go over there to take out the dogs sometimes, if somebody didn't work on the weekends, there was like six or seven, up, including Air Force Amy. I got to meet Air Force Amy. She's renowned all over the country and other very well-known strippers. They'd be sitting around like having a slumber party in these 90s until they got up and they went to work about 12 o'clock. So I said, so it might be a good idea to tell people that you work and a wall street bank. And you work on the night desk, you deal with foreign currency. And I, and she goes, well, why should I tell them that? I said, the only reason I would tell them that is because you just, you just confirmed that you come home and you leave all your money on the kitchen table. You know, they count it again to make sure. And the next day when they wake up before they go to work, they usually go to the bank. So I said, you don't want anyone coming in while you're sleeping and grabbing a wad of your dough. So like I said, that was the greatest thing about owning a pet care service in New York, because you got to meet all kinds of people. I mean, you know, I can, I can only tell you about how Barry Diller's maid goes to work or Mon- Manny Potankin is a real germaphobe or like, you know, dealing with Stan O'Neill, who ran American Express or actually Marvin Hamlish telling me that I had to meet his longtime housekeeper, who was his best friend. And she had to approve of anyone who worked for them because they were going to be seeing her. And that included his wife.
3: (laughs) Okay, one more thing I want to say, maybe it'll help people. Uh, Because it's a strike, we're not working. But as soon as the strike is over, I'm in a movie called Death House. And it's a major film. It'll be shot in Nevada. And it's a four-week shoot. So I made sure that my contract said that Astro could come with me and, you know, be there for four weeks. Well, in thinking about it, I said, no, that's the worst thing I could do because I would be putting Astro in my trailer when I'm working. What if somebody opened the trailer door and Astro got out? I'm not protecting my dog by bringing my dog into an environment that he's never been in before, nor have I with the dog. So I think the safest thing to do is to leave Astro with my daughter. No matter how sad he gets and remorse and worried, I believe it's better than being on the sir. What do you think?
5: I think that's a really good idea. I mean, the, and I know like, I mean, depending on you, you're lucky you do have a daughter who will take care of your dog. So high snaps for her, and she must love you and the dog very, very much to do it. Um, the only other thing I could suggest, if you did bring him, you could get an X-Pen. I don't know if he'll jump over the X-Pen. You can get an X-Pen and leave him in the X-Pen when you're not working. Or if there's a way to put a, if you knew the measurements of the, your trailer, you can put a gate up so that he couldn't get over the gate. But, um, if you do decide to take him, you have to leave a big note on your door that there's a dog in the trailer and make sure that it's locked. And, you know, every single time I sometimes uh, with, I had somebody work on my door, my front door with the weather stripping. And sometimes you slam the door. It won't slam. So uh, now, every time, even if I go outside, I I close the door. But I remember one day I ran to the store. I jumped in the car and ran two miles down the road to get it to get a soda or something. I wanted a cold soda because we didn't have any ice here. I came home and the dogs were sitting on my front lawn.
2: Whoa! I would have a heart attack. I would I <laughs> have. I,
5: I, 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 I I literally almost had a heart attack. And I got to tell you, my boyfriend, every single time, he's like, I hate that. We, you got to take that weather stripping off. Now, when I go out, I always lock the door. And Churchill is the trickiest. He wants to go everywhere I go, which is a good thing and also a bad thing. But, I mean, whatever you feel most comfortable with, I mean, if you think, that you're going to be alone and you want to hang out with the dog. I mean, also the other thing is Nevada is really dirty. It's really dusty. You're going to have to bathe him more. Do you know what I mean? And if he's older and he has respiratory or heart problems, breathing in that dusty air is not going to be good for him. So you're lucky you have a daughter. I'd probably leave him in LA with your daughter and you know, she'll just, it'll be visiting with her brother
3: for a while. My daughter will, because Jimmy's producing this movie, so the both of us will be on set. My daughter, both my daughters, will be at our house watching all the dogs. Now, uh, Shazam is on his way out. We're waiting for Shazam to pass on. He's under doctor's care. He's very old, and he's very frail, and he's very skinny, but he's still beautiful, and he's still... It's, it's ha- better
2: for him to stay home. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, he's staying home, and he's not. Oh, I would never take Shazam on think, the yeah. set because Shazam was a very wild dog, as you know. The Fila's were raised to protect their family, and Fila dogs are so protective that you, no one could go near us. Shazam would kill. He would get wild no matter. I and mean, we've had uh, people tell us what to do. You know, we brought him to a school, and they said this breed of dog, the uh, Brazilian Fila, was raised bred. To protect the family.
2: And we also got him in Miami, and we think he was either a drug dog or a fighting dog because he had scars all over his right. face when we adopted him.
3: So and he so was—he was, had a
2: bad. You he know, early
3: he life. was a hard dog to raise. When we have company, we have to put
2: him in a, lock him up in a room.
3: So after he was going to bite Brandy's head off, I said to my daughters, "Would you take care of Shazam?" And they gladly because they live together, my daughters, and they gladly took Shazam in their house. And they'll
2: just come here and live in our house while we're. Smaller. But I that's will fantastic. be
3: fantastic. Yeah, but I'll be miserable without Astro.
2: I mean, I will be. He gets upset if we don't take him with us to the grocery. <laughs> <That's true.
3: laughs> no, it's okay. true.
5: now that's a spoiled dogo. I mean, without a doubt. But you know, we get like that. We get like that. We, you know, that's that's what's so great about our dogs. I mean, we they bring out the best of who we are. You know, they bring out how we our feelings, how we love and how we take care of them. And that, when I talk to people who talk to their dogs, like listening to you talk about the dogs, you just know there's so much goodness in your heart, you know? And, and, and I mean, even sometimes the grumpiest person, um, and when they sh- when they talk about their their light, they get a light in their face. And no. I don't want to sound trite, but it's delightful to see that because that dog brings out the best of who they are.
2: Absolutely,
3: I agree. If we talk about Brandy, she will get up. She knows her name and she knows what we're talking about. Like I'll say, Brandy, she's such a beautiful girl. Look at that pretty girl. And she gets all excited. And if I say to her, Brandy, stop licking. Why are they licking their paws? Somebody said too much starch.
5: Sometimes it could be. um, So especially in the hot summer months. I mean, do you, do you walk the dogs at all or do they go out on the grass?
3: We we put them in the garden. It's too hot. We're in Palm Springs. It's 125. The pavement okay. is we can't walk them. We, we have to put them in the bags. Okay. We carry them. Okay.
5: So a lot of times it could be diet. A lot of times you can you can smell if it smells like people always say like corn chips, like mambo frito, like corn chips. Yes. Sometimes paws will smell like corn. It's yeast and fungus. So when I was just um in Vegas and I was working um at Zoo, which is a big pet product. Uh, show you had asked earlier about what super zoo was i saw one homeless man um at the back of the airport on sunset i saw him every day and it seemed like he was going for this endless walk with this old pit bull and it was you know 100 degrees whatever and the dog had boots but not aerated mesh boots and he had like balloon latex boots on and you know a lot of times a lot of the people i saw who were walking their dogs even early in the morning had boots on because of the the hot weather and the pavement. And a lot of times what happens is people need to clip the hair in between the toes and also keep those feet really clean. If dogs are wearing boots. And the reason is because dogs sweat through their paws. So the combination of the hot weather and the sweat produces fungus bacteria. And that's why they, sometimes they do get stinky. A lot of times it can have to do with diet too. I mean, it's the same thing. I have one dog hammy and I'm changing his food because he stinks. I mean, I'll bathe him. He'll be fine for two days. Then he needs another bath. So I've just changed his food again because I think it's something about internals. So, and slowly but surely, we're getting that under control. Um, he's on a raw freeze dried diet now, and it's it's actually helping. Churchill can eat anything. You see, he he's okay. like sleeping, but you know. So that's one of that's one of the things. If you are going to walk your dog, and it's hot if you're living in, like Vegas is an extreme weather area. Either um, it's cold I'm at sorry. night in the desert,
3: or it's... Palm Springs is the same climate.
5: Or it's like, right, or it's like really hot, so one or the other. So aerated boots are the best. Aerated boots are boots that have maybe a tough sole or leather on the bottom and they have mesh on top that forms that like black booty. Okay. Those are the best boots.
3: Well, we, uh, we let the, the kids go out on the shady side of the house, and it and there's grass there, and we let them mm-hmm. make it in the grass, and then of course we clean it up uh, because we cannot walk them in the street. We we well, we can walk them
2: in October. We'll be able to walk them again, right. but right now the or or, or too very run.
3: late at night when the pavement's cool. Right, off.
5: and and you know that's actually a good point that you brought. The best time to walk your dogs. I mean, you have to realize, and a lot of people don't realize that when you're so it's a hundred degrees, but a hundred degrees here pretty much every single day in the summer with that Florida humidity. And you guys know what that's like, right? It's horrible Florida humidity. So one of the things that happens here that we deal with is uh, even though I walk my dogs probably five or six, I try to walk them either early that, or I'll get them out like about seven 30. And one of the reasons I'm always careful at dawn and dusk is because guess what comes out at dawn and dusk, the mosquitoes. So it's really important to make sure your dog has that heartworm protection. And also, you're wearing bug spray. Uh, best to go with natural bug spray because you don't want your dog to lick your leg because you don't want them to ingest right. any of that deep bug spray.
3: Also, the other thing you have to be careful of in Palm Springs, astro could very easily be mistaken for a rabbit or, or a rodent, a rat. There are
4: mm-hmm.
3: huge black birds. They have a six foot wings. Like or something. They have a six foot wingspan. And they feed in the early morning. And they have been known to come down and pick up people's poodles. They bring them very high up in the sky and drop them. And then when they hit the ground, of course, the dog dies. And then they go down and they take the flesh and bring it back to the nest to their children. So be very careful not to leave your dog unattended. Uh, Yeah, we
2: go out with the dog. And and
3: keep them on a leash. God forbid it grabs the dog, they can't take the dog away because he's on a leash. We don't worry with Brandy because she's 35 pounds. But Astro's only seven. But Astro could be mistaken for a rabbit in a minute. And
5: No, I understand that because my dog Wally is just about 10 pounds. Um, <laughs> and I'm always really careful when I take them out in the yard because I usually walk them in the morning and the evening, like I said. But in the during the day when they have to go out, they run out in the yard and I go with them. Um, And when I moved into this house, I made sure that there was, um, I had, I dug trenches in the fencing because my neighbor has like really untrained two pit bulls and some other dog. I never, they never leave that property. So I don't even know if they provide them with good vet care. Um, So I think you just, you have to be careful. It's the same thing with people leaving the air, their keys in the car running into a store with the air conditioning. I mean it's crazy and i mean so many people have you know you heard about people stealing cars with babies in the back seat it's stealing cars with babies and dogs in the back seat yeah. you know what i mean and people are lucky if they get that's what i always say just take the dog into the store or pick him up if someone tells you something don't be running errands with or chaining the dog one of the big things you know living in little italy i lived on broom street so people would go down to the Prince Street right at the back of the original St. Patrick's Cathedral and leave their dog chained up in front of the store. I mean, you know, just they would tie it. They And, you know, you can never be surprised when you come back and your dog's not there.
2: No, that's terrible.
3: People
5: would do it all the time.
3: We have that problem with celebrity dogs because uh, they are the target for kidnap and ransom. Yeah, like Lady Gaga's dog. Right, and ransom. So we know of another, I won't give the name but we know of a very famous movie star person that we know whose dog was abducted and they wanted $5,000 and they would return the dog. Of course he paid the $5,000 and the dog Did was dead. they get the dog back? Dead. They killed him. Horrible. So well, I think in
5: Lady Gaga's, yeah, I think in Lady Gaga's situation, it really had to do with the fact that they were they didn't know they were her dogs unless the dog walker was blabbing around the neighborhood. But I mean, look what happened to him. And then the case continued. I mean, I think the case just more or less ended about a month ago. The woman who was responsible, quote unquote, for returning the dogs was actually part of the conspiracy to kidnap the dogs. So she wanted, she sued Lady Gaga for the ransom. I mean, what nerve, right? And then she, it just, I mean, that was just unbelievable. It happens all the time. Actually, one of the, um, in, in April, uh, if you have a French bulldog out there and you go, like I said, you, it's easier to go to SoundCloud or iTunes. There's a French bulldog segment I did about, cause they're right now after 31 years, the Labrador retriever is no longer the most popular dog in the country. It's the French bulldog. And a lot of people, you know, why do people love French bulldogs? My friend, Stanley Corrin, he writes for psychology today. He's a big dog person. He lives in, in Vancouver. Um, You know, and the there's a status associated with the French bulldog because so many people like Lady Gaga and Reese Witherspoon and Snoop, because of his relationship with Martha, now has a French bulldog. So one of the things I cover on the show is um, not only buying a French bulldog. I have a top breeder. She's on the board of the French Bulldog Club of America, Pat Sosa. I have um, a guy from the UK who's doing a lot of um, research on breeding the dogs. Um, a lot of French bulldogs, people buy them for $10,000, $20,000 and they're sick. They're dogs with a lot of problems. They find dogs cause they want a certain type of status breed. They don't want, they don't they just want to see themselves with that dog. It's like back in the eighties, everyone had, every secretary had to have a Louis Vuitton handbag, you know? Um, but you don't realize. And then I had a good friend. He's the number one, um, Robert Siciliano. He's the number one security expert on Amazon selling books. And I talk about what to do if someone comes to try to kidnap you. Kidnap your French bulldog. What do you do? You know, never jump and try to jump in the car because you probably will end up with broken legs and broken arms. And many people, there was a guy in New York um, who did. And then I have a vet, Dr. Jeff Warber. He's out in L.A. And um, he talked about a lot of the French bulldog problems. I mean, I can name 30 things French bulldogs have. And then you know, so you buy the dog, and you have another thirty thousand on top of the uh, to health.
2: We'll have to do so, this because we're out of time. Because we have uh, another guest coming uh, on, but I'm tell everybody where to find you. So first, Charlotte, you you're terrific. You guys follow at Thank the pet buzz, at the pet buzz on Instagram. You also, real quick, you have a book, right? The Miss Fido 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 Manners Complete Book of Dog Etiquette. The Miss Fido Manners
5: Complete Book of Dog Etiquette. It's still on Amazon. Actually, I think it costs more now than the book did when I published it. So thank you. Whatever. Uh, I'm rocking on another book now about pets and money because I think it's a big thing right now. Everyone wants to make sure they can not only afford their pets, keep their pets, and have a few money-saving tips, which we all need right now. You guys, it's been great to spend time with you.
3: I'm going to invite you back. We need you again. I would love that. Because you really I want to hear more about. Follow me back on Instagram. I don't know if you did or not, but follow me back on Instagram so I can message you. I I believe that this show today has really helped a lot of people. And I'm so in favor of doing that because you have the knowledge and I have the questions. And I think we made a good combination of you answering my questions. You certainly are I know it all broad when it comes to dogs and cats. That's a compliment. And that's a great-, that's a great
5: <laughs> I take it as a compliment. I come. take it as a compliment.
3: And I only look forward to one day to meet you so I could give you a big hug. Absolutely.
5: Well, you. you'll be in New York soon.
2: Yes. Right? Yeah, you'll come out and visit us. Or we'll come into the I city. I will. When you're there and
3: we're there, we'll all go visit. So you know, thank you so well, much. Because you're terrific. And you. you're doing so much better. Thank you very much. No, you- I love people who love animals. If somebody doesn't like a dog, I don't like them. I avoid them. I think they're mean. There's something wrong with them. All right. Thank you. Picture.
4: Bye. All right, you
2: guys. See ya. Bye. All right, you See guys. You we're going to take too. a quick music break, and we're coming back with Summer, Helene, and Bear Fjorda. This is uh, uh, Jay Caps. The name of the song is Cost Me. He's going to be a guest on the show soon. Um, so check it out. Enjoy, and we'll be right back with Summer and Bear.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I was young, I was dumb, I thought money was so evil. Not yet tasted freedom, I relied on other people. Oh, silly me, penniless philosophy. I had no get tripping I can't just spend the size of this life I wanna be living it was never gonna be given that's just how I had to learn it and now I know the truth that I gotta go out and earn it I have my ups and downs in the end it's all progression took me long enough but I finally learned my lesson I was young I was dumb I thought money was so evil not yet tasted freedom I relied on all the Philosophy. I had no clue what it was to go cause I was young, I was dumb, but thought money was so evil Now you taste the freedom, I relied on other people Oh, silly me, penniless philosophy I had no clue what it was to cost cause me Yeah, yeah
2: So Yay! Funny. All right, everybody, that was J-CAP, and now we're going to bring on our next set of guests. Let them in, Juan. Michael. Yay! Oh, Michael. Your, your, your mic's not on. Your mic's not on, you guys. Hit the mic button. Um, how about now? Can you hear us now? Yes, we can hear you now. Yeah, Excellent. Nicole. Thank you. All right, everybody, now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Starr Show with Von Russell, Summer Helene and Bear Fiorda, hosts of Tune In Behind the Scenes, also on... Uh, that's our same network that we're on. Um, and they do a bunch of other stuff and we're gonna learn about it in a minute, but hello and welcome to the show. What do you want, sweet? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the last guest fun. I like these two a lot,
0: so it's fun. It's, like it. it's a high energy intro. I like that.
3: No, that's yeah. great. Thank you for having us. So how are you, my little beautiful girl? You have a little kitty cat hat on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do. It's we so I usually wear the kitty ears, he wears the bay ears, and uh, unless he's live streaming, then he wears my kitty cat ears. His audience <gasps> you seems to
3: are like a very, cat are a very beautiful couple. I said that at lunch. It's <laughs> <happy, laughs> beautiful. And you're well, thank delightful. You. Thank you. it's so nice to look at beautiful people. I enjoy it. I think all old people say that. I remember my grandmother used to say that in Italian. She used to say, I love to look at the young. You do. I I guess I got old. (laughs) (laughs) So, you guys, let
2: me tell you. So, besides uh, tuning behind the scenes, um, uh, Bear is an MMA, a middleweight MMA fighter. You can follow him on Instagram. He's at Bear Fiora. He's got over a million followers on Instagram, and he's very cool. Uh, And he's a kickboxer. No that's not, he's an MMA fighter. That's not kickboxing. we kick in it but it's not. Actually, okay, you tell him. Tell tell what MMA is. I think we did this so much. But I know what the, the world is doing a little
6: bit. So, to, to be fair, I do both. I've had kickboxing matches, I've had taekwondo fights, MMA fights. I've been I've done everything that wasn't grappling. I just,
2: See, I, a really a right? but i introduced him as an mma fighter
6: because well, that's so reasonable is, that, is that's an my an thing MMA i am fighter. i am mainly an mma fighter i'm allowed to hit people kick them choke them whatever their kink is it's okay
3: <laughs> so, uh, at lunch i asked him some really interesting questions and one was how come you're so handsome you're not all fucked up you don't have a broken face <laughs> I, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be pretty know. good at not getting hit. I know, I, I was, you just blew my joke. I'm going to punch him. <laughs> I said to him, how come you're so handsome? He said, because I've never let anybody hit me in the face. <laughs> I remember that. See that? I remember that.
2: All right, so then. You guys, they have a show on on, uh, on the network on Fridays. But Summer, tell us a little bit about you. So you've done a lot of things. I, I Googled you a little bit just to get some ideas. You were an actress. I know you've been in some horror movies. You were a Victoria's Secret model at seven. I think I read that when you were like six weeks old, you moved from America to Australia. And that's why you've got the Australian accent. Um, and now you're called the Duchess of Hollywood. So just tell us a little about you and what you do.
0: The Duchess was polite. A variety called me the Wicked Witch of the West Coast. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> you know what? You know, you know, listen, I've got someone. Do you know the movie star Betty Grable? I do. You look like Betty Grable. Thank you. Look at I the picture.
0: like Betty Grable very much. No,
3: you look like Betty Grable. I'm sitting here looking at you saying to myself, holy crap, she looks like Betty Grable.
0: I like that she's she's gorgeous. She was, uh, so she was a pinup wartime forties, like Mm -hmm. absolutely gorgeous. And she had that like perfect.
3: She had her legs insured for a million dollars. Yeah. She had her Mm -hmm. legs
2: insured for a million
3: dollars. Yeah. Lloyd's of London because her legs were so beautiful, but you do look like Betty Grable. It's amazing. I'll tell
2: you guys, we have a chat room with people in the chat room. Just say hi. Just say, Hey chat room.
0: Hi chat room. Hi chat. There you go. We usually do live from Twitter on our show. So, it's always okay. a combination of like questions and dick pics. Your yes. you having a chat room is a much better idea. I'm okay. So, now, a
3: question Did you get the engagement ring yet? Or are you still wearing the coat?
0: <laughs> no, I have it. I have it. Yeah, um, but it. No, nobody's supposed to know that. <laughs> oh. It's really hard to sell him if they know he's dating someone.
2: You can't, uh, uh, being a professional athlete, you can't have a girlfriend because if you have a girlfriend, people aren't as inclined to want to like all the <laughs> he loses his following. So, oh, he's, I don't believe they're, that
3: they're,
2: they're, they're just
0: friends. We're really uh, good friends that um, sleep in the same bed. That's right, right. and they, right. they host actually,
2: the show. Actually,
3: actually, he's gay and he's engaged to me. There you go, Jimmy. So, uh, actually,
2: too, you guys should follow him. You should follow. Uh, you should follow Bear on uh, on TikTok, you guys, because he's got a huge following. But he also he does like instructional videos and help videos and and all his MMA fighting. Actually, he, he fights out of a gym in Palm Springs, and it's like to help kids. Uh, I don't exactly know oh, wait, how everything, it's very good.
3: You, you fought in Palm Springs. Nobody trains here. Oh, because you know, I right. want to I want to come to one of your fights and want to so we'll I- make sure that happens. We've
0: got one coming up in San Diego.
3: So I could around. cheer you. I could cheer you on. and yell, kill the bastard! Kill him!
0: Kill him! Kill him! Kill him! I like oh,
2: that. I have a deal with him anyway because when we shoot our movie uh, Death House, I told him he can come on set as a guest. He's going to come on the set as a guest to meet Mark Hamill.
3: Oh, oh, Mark, Hamill.
2: <laughs> Mark, because he likes that
6: Star I Wars think, stuff.
3: I think. And Summer's that's, coming. That's along. the
6: best day. Along,
3: so. I, I, I think I play Mark Hamill's father. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I think I'm I his like father. In the film. It'll be a lot.
6: of fun. Are, are you going to do the line like from the from Star Wars? You're no one's to doing that. I am. Your I father. am your father. Oh
2: my god!
3: <laughs> 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 he won't even get that because he's not a Star no, Wars fan. No, no, <laughs> no. We have this is a very, very multi, multi, multi-million-dollar movie, and it's a feature film going to theaters. Oh, nice. Which, we can't fool around. It's per, perbatim. Uh What the script says, we tell. Yeah. We're not allowed to put an if or an it in there, so he, not... he was making a joke
2: though. Because no, I know,
3: but I want to make that clear to people listening uh, okay. to our
2: show. But the joke was, you should get it. So, Luke Skywalker, if you're Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader, Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father, and he was said, I am your father, and you're playing Luke Skywalker's father. So, are you going to do the one um, Star Wars? I, <laughs> I,
3: will, <laughs> I, I will do it off camera, yes, for fun. You should um, do it.
0: Off camera, it on TikTok, you'll get a huge following. Yes.
2: Yeah, when I'll,
3: you're there. I'll, I'll do it that way, but I, I'm not allowed to do it in the actual film. I like See, I
0: I can say I've produced a lot of television shows and films over the years, and I'd kill you <laughs> if it was my project and you took up that time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can
3: tell you how you much money.
2: She would, like, kill you, so she yeah. understood. Oh, if I
3: like, went off. So, yes. Yeah, oh, I, I like- can tell you. I like to go off script because the little movies that I'm in, they're like a couple hundred thousand dollar films. The producers are lenient. And they always have me playing, as I've explained to you, a tough gangster from New York, Brooklyn, mafia Italian. I can see that. And they don't know their asses from their elbow. So when they write a script, they write, I'm going to hurt you bad. Now I've never heard anybody in the mafia say, I'm going to hurt you bad because they shoot them. Of course, they're sissy marries. So I would say that that line's not going to fly. But what do you mean, Ron? What would you say? I'm going to fucking kill you. They said, okay, let's do it. <laughs> that's,
0: yeah, that's that's They're looking at you You going, that's going to make us more money. Let's do that.
3: No, let's, sometimes, let's do that. sometimes. Oh, fuck my phone. Sometimes. Uh, you have to help the script along, and the writer has to understand. If you have the knowledge of it, like if I had to play an Englishman, whoever this is, the rudeness of this, uh, whoever you are, you know, I'm on sh- my show. You stupid bastard! You You'll never call
2: me back. <laughs> so I have a question, just in general. First so how long have you been MMA fighting, and then, and how long have you guys been um, not sleeping together? I've been fighting since
6: friends. 2016. Right and we've okay. been just friends since
3: 2015. <laughs> he, may, he, may friend. of, he may use a picture of her in brawn panties to masturbate, but they don't actually have
4: sex.
3: That doesn't mean he doesn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. And so you've so been following correctly. You have a nice set of jugs. Yes, she does. Thank you. A big rat baby. I like them. Right? I made, I made well, a
0: lot of money off the body. It was the legs and the butt that made me the most money, though.
3: So, <laughs> so don't think he's not checking
2: you out. So wait. So you started fighting in 2016, and how long did it take to actually get like an actual like professional MMA fight? So uh,
6: it's not uh, in my case. It took me a little while, but people can have a professional fight right now. You guys, right now, you two have a professional fight if the company will fight you
4: he lost his
6: first
0: fight in 40 seconds
6: it's he lost his first fight in 47 (laughs) seconds it's that's true but it's not relevant (laughs) as i was saying you two fine gentlemen can have a fight right now if you want you just have to go online buy a license through california and find a company who wants to fight you guys it's super simple. Um, You'll get fucked up immediately, <laughs> but it's very easy to do
2: Just it. I see, like, I see people and they do like backyard fights where they like put up a like a little ring in their backyard. Yeah. So yeah. All yeah. I would never uh, do that. Shout hey, out there. to
0: Street Beeps. I, we're actually working yeah. with them. I'm doing a television show right now for Street Beeps. Oof. They do it on
6: YouTube. We're working with a company yeah. that actually kind of does that.
0: Yeah. We're so we really like them. I'm doing it.
3: Okay, good. Okay, right, good. I, I have to ask for a question that I'm sure all of our audience wants to know. Do you win a purse or are you salaried? So actually, the purse is determined based
6: on the individual fight itself. Like if the person sells, for instance, a lot of tickets, they have a lot of uh, people backing them. The company likes them, particularly they're a good fighter, they're exciting. They get a lot more money. If you're the exact opposite of that, you get dirt, pretty much nothing at all. Uh, I love it but, uh, it helps.
3: Money. But, are, but are you ever salaried?
6: No, no. Not no, salary. So no, everyone's weight everyone's weight. an independent contractor. Everyone.
0: They really take it okay. back.
3: Because I know a lot of people ask that question. A friend of mine in New York, we had an argument about that, and he said, "No way." Gorgeous George used to give. I said, "Gorgeous George was a fake wrestler." George, George, Gorgeous George was. I think a hairdresser. I don't even know who that is. He was a fucking hairdresser. Who, who went in the ring. Do you guys know who Gorgeous George is? No, I don't. Gorgeous. I've never heard of him in my life. heard of Gorgeous George? I haven't. Gorgeous
0: George predates like Hulk Hogan and Randy Ruddy.
3: Yeah, he was okay. the first, first faggot looking. He was like a queer queen, you know, blonde hair and makeup and rhinestone. So everybody hated him because he was gay. Back in those days, gay people were hated. So nobody rooted for him. And when he used to get beat up, the audience went crazy. They said, kill that faggot, kill that faggot, get that queer. You know, it was that kind of thing. It's I a lot of not believe he, uh, he was salaried. He was salaried. He was yeah. not a purse winner because he really never wrestled.
0: A lot of well, the WWE does salary now rather than yes. and I
3: think he was in yeah. on. He, there was a, some kind of a, a scam about what was going on. I forgot what it well, was.
6: How many fights can you do in a year? You can. They have fights all over the country. Every weekend, someone's doing a different fight. And how big it is or how small it is kind of depends on how much money they're able to put into it at the time. Like, the UFC can put millions of dollars no, in production, it. so they can have huge fights. But some local fights may be able to put in a couple of grand and hopefully some free labor. That's about it.
2: But so every then, weekend,
6: have, there's a fight option.
2: So then do you have – because, I mean, it's exp- you have to train – like do you have like sponsors or you look for sponsors to like sponsor you and hopefully they believe enough in you that they you know help help you on the journey
6: oh yeah you have to and i'm very fortunate to have a wonderful manager who goes out and finds my sponsors for me so i have one less thing to worry about but a lot of these guys they got to do it on their own they're crafting emails sending them out to a hundred different companies uh probably a day if not in a week and maybe getting one who says yeah we'll, we'll throw you a hundred bucks, throw you 500 bucks, throw you whatever it is to get on your shorts for that fight.
0: I'm not getting punched in the face for a hundred bucks. Are you?
6: Yeah. No, no you no. gotta love it. it. It's, it's a, it's a passion. That's no. what it
3: is. Right, and ruin this magnificent face You got to be out of your fucking mind. Listen, if you ate bad fish and you had diarrhea, a bad stomach and you had to go in the ring and the guy is punching you in the belly and you make a duty, what would That's you happening. do? It happens, right? Uh, that, that
0: happens when the guys yeah,
3: do the weight cut. From bad food in a fight.
0: It's not you from know, bad food. They do it, weight cuts and they'll like take laxatives. And if it's not all out the system, there have been a lot of guys, if you Google it, MMA fighters have pooped themselves in the ring. It's,
6: it's it's a thing. It's a okay. sadly a common occurrence. But <laughs> if I if I had if I had shot myself in the middle of a fight, um, I'd probably keep fighting and maybe try to use it to my advantage. or try and sit <laughs> on his face at some point. Like maybe, maybe the ref won't notice it's, it's happened yet. Uh, my shorts. When you see me fight, my shorts are pretty tight in the legs of <laughs> so, so you hold it in. Uh, like like hold it in and then do. Really I, do my- it.
3: I love it. Sit on his face and gas him see. so position. now. Summer, it. he's
2: in so when you met him. Uh, you met him before he became an MMA fighter, like, um, no, they're friend,
3: only friends. I know, but they met, as friend. Friend
2: well, they met his friend before. Well, Fighter, they met his friends. So, what were you doing when you met him? Because we're, we're not really we, talking he about He and
3: I him. were making out, and she met him.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um, so he was getting into MMA fighting, he would train with my brother occasionally. My brother was a kickboxer, okay. and so, um. They do that. I was producing, I was going back and forth between LA and Palm Springs producing, I was working for a California, do Paramount.
2: I don't know, but shh. can you hear me? Yes. i like, did I break it? Um.
0: So I was working over at Paramount at that point, going back and forth between Palm Springs and Los Angeles. And, um, uh, yeah, we were like dating six months before I realized we were dating. That went well oh, so you
2: were dating <clears throat> but now they're just friends now we're
0: just friends but i didn't realize like it was we'd been dating like six months and he's like well you know i'd, I'd like to to um well, well,
3: are you going to name the baby after him <laughs> <laughs> how about if is... name it
6: after
2: you yeah i like that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. so yeah, i have a question because i love i love fight movies like have you ever seen the movie best of the best Without, uh, I have
6: not seen the movie Best of the okay, Best. That's
2: my favorite of all the fight movies. And then the next one is the one with Jean Claude Van Damme, where he goes into the pit and fights. I forgot the name of it. Bloodsport. Yes, Bloodsport. Those
6: are my yeah. two oh,
3: favorites. You know what, Bear? You know I'm not hitting on you, but you are so fucking handsome. It's amazing. I find he's extremely handsome and photogenic. And in person, that so was his friend. And, and, <laughs> and in person, he's even better looking <laughs> yeah. in person. I think. Than Thank you. Have you ever thought of going into film as a kicker? In other words, fight films. Fight films. Oh, I think, I think you should get a manager that does that because you're good-looking enough. You have a nice body. I remember that, and and you you're a great kicker. So and those why don't you, movies do good? Why don't you make a film career out of it? You could be as big as that Chinese guy or Japanese. Movie. Oh, Jet Li,
6: yeah, you know, Jet Li, Jackie Chan, any one of them. Any of those
3: fellas. You never you know, know. He likes you know, these... I've-
6: I've definitely thought about it. It's definitely on the on the to-do list. It hasn't been my primary goal. I apparently like getting hit in the face more than staring at a camera, but
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> I will make a promise to you, Bear. Okay. If a, a script comes our way and Jimmy's producing it and they need a kicker that looks good. Kickboxer. Fighter, a fighter, just really yeah. a fighter. Just the really fuck a fighter. The correct <laughs> well, it's not Dr. Kickers, Seuss. The
2: kicker's like something on <laughs> a football team or something. <sighs>
3: Like, uh, the people would, oh, I can't <laughs> so, shoot me, stick a needle in my eye, do anything, get me out of this. Misery. So, then anyway, so, so whatever they need your talent, all right, we will put you in, he will put you in the movie. I love that,
6: and it it sounds perfect. Thank you. I'll try not to uh, correct you too often.
3: I'm surprised no <laughs> one grabbed you for the films because you're beautiful, We've teeth.
0: tried, we've tried. Um, oh, so well, we've had people at events right. yeah, red right. carpets, we've had people try and pick him up more than once and How
3: about modeling products?
0: Them, they've so he's got commercial. some modeling work he's not interested, not interested in commercial. So if you guys can talk him into it, I am one hundred percent behind
4: you know
3: that. You can make a lot of money pay for everything. everything. You can make 10, 15, 20 thousand for a couple of minutes work in a commercial. I did a commercial for erections. Yeah, I had to show them my erection in the commercial. <laughs> and I, and, and I my, might- my line was, "Look at me, eighty-three, and baby." And- <laughs> I think they Are put you, sure? you in a porn. Yeah, you might. I, you I think might they- be. think the joke only a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the room is going to go around. Ron did a dick commercial. No. <laughs> so, so, Summer, do you miss? Because you don't act anymore, right? She sure.
0: Um, I got. So I got. Kind of popular in the horror genre. My scream is actually still used at not scary farm. Um, I got really, I started doing TV shows and things. I was involved in a bunch of scream queen things and I got a really big following, um, in that particular genre. And then I had some guy come up to me, grab me by the neck and ask me to scream for him. And I was like, you know, I can't handle the attention.
2: There are what some people that do. He grabbed her around the neck and she doesn't like the attention. So she's I. Not, she's yeah. behind the scenes. she's not in this. Why did he
0: to, to hear her scream?
2: Because she has a famous scream.
0: It's still my scream. Is still used for not scary farm. Um. You should get
3: paid for that.
0: I, I I well I don't. Lloyd Kaufman does. But <laughs> but um the that's,
2: the yeah, Lloyd Kaufman was one of the very first guests of this show sixteen years ago. Believe he's, it. Or not. He's not. He's awesome. Wonderful.
0: I love Lloyd. I love his wife. I actually started with him when I was sixteen. That's true. Um, awesome. And he's the one that got me the job as, um, the assistant to the president of Paramount way back when I started doing this, I got behind the camera cause I couldn't handle being in front of it. I started to get between the modeling and the acting. I started to kind of get popular. It was at the beginning of like Facebook and all of that. So I had this big following coming on Facebook and Instagram and I couldn't hack it. Like there, it, it is a very specific skill set of people to be in front of the camera, to be touched, to take photos with people. I respect the hell out of him for having it. I don't. I don't like people touching me. I don't oh. like people coming up to me. I find it invasive. Oh, and I do don't you? think people should be in the spotlight if they can't handle it. So I love Hollywood. And I, I, love in I it.
3: actually know a lot of people like my her. My daughter, Leslie, is an extremely gorgeous girl. She's a Grace Kelly, Michelle Piper lookalike. She was Miss America and all those bullshit. Miss New York, Miss Everybody. Chris mm-hmm. Coast was doing a layout for her on a cover. And for three hours, she had to sit on a stool and they were putting each hair in the makeup. And my daughter got off the stool and she said goodbye, boys. And she never would go back. And they wanted her to make movies and stuff. She was that beautiful. And my daughter said, not for me. So there are just some people who are not interested. Now, it brings me, we have a very wonderful fan of ours, a big fan for years, and he lives in England. He's a dirty old man pervert. Oh, he's not around anymore.
2: No. No. Did he die? Oh. No. Yeah. He didn't die. He's just not around anymore. Why? He loves oh.
3: us. We talk about it on the air. <laughs> it's not something we talk about on the air. But he loves us. I was going to ask her to move back a little bit and make him happy. Oh. <laughs> there,
2: there, we go. Go. there we go. There we go. We can do that anyway.
3: <laughs> because every time we had a beautiful blonde on built, he would go nuts and send us all <laughs> kinds of stuff in the chat room. And he was a crazy old guy. What? He didn't die. Did no, he? he didn't die. Everything's fine. He loves me. We're best friends.
2: Not anymore, you're not. We're not? No. Oh. Who screwed that up? Um, uh, you did. I did? <laughs> well, all of us did. Why? Because he, he came on in the chat room and. And said, you know, how he supports us, but we don't ever go watch any of his shows or do any of his things and that we're assholes. And we, you, I didn't and know he had a show. And, well, you don't read your emails and
3: your text messages.
2: So
1: anyway. Yesterday he, I had
3: 330 something emails. I'm going to read them all. What are you on, drugs? <laughs> <I, laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you read them every day, it does, you know, little by little, you work it down. Oh, nice.
3: I, can get yeah. I can get 150 in a the day. They all oh, know Jesus. Like, you no, know, see now tomorrow thursday i dread thursday if i go on my computer tomorrow every moron mental case or wonderful fan will be there commenting on my hair my face do i wear makeup how tall am i you stink you're vulgar so wait let's go hold on let's, if, if That's
0: they cool. say you're vulgar tell them to go fuck themselves
2: we do that all the I time. I do. do I have <laughs> a big thing like So you, let's talk about your show real quick because that's one thing that you are in front of the camera. Everybody sees you. So you're yes. okay with it there. Kind, kind
0: of. So when I quit, social media wasn't as big as it is. Now that I'm right. into media strategy, I have to be back in front of the camera and I have, like, 47 active restraining orders. I have one guy that, like, God told him we were supposed to be together. So I quit acting, which I loved for absolutely no fucking reason
5: in the
3: end. Yeah, I'm well, just well, saying. Well, Summer, <laughs> well, you know, I want to interrupt her. Summer, I can't even sit here and listen to that bullshit. You are so beautiful. Well, thank you. Get over it. Guys are going to hit on you when they see those tits and that face. If the guy's <laughs> got a little bit of life left in him, he's going to hit on you.
0: The heading on, I don't mind. The The stalking is the problem. Oh, even the
3: stalking. Even no, the, it's dangerous. No, it's not. It's complimentary. I had some guy didn't. <laughs> no. No, I had a guy. No, do you have stalkers like really like no, no. She's talking about stalkers with like knives and guns. and. Shit. I had yeah. a stalker with a dick this big. And he sent, <laughs> and he sent me a picture of his card. <laughs> and he told me what he wanted to do with it. You know what I did? I wrote back. I said, does your mother enjoy it when you do that to her? I never heard from him again.
0: I like that. That's what you I, have to do. I started with the, with the with penis as I started a redistribution plan. Every time a guy sends me a picture of his junk and is like, hey, how do you like this? I sent him the picture of the last guy that sent me his junk and say, I don't know. How do you like mine? How does your mother like something? <laughs> I like that. I'm going with that.
3: You know, so you good. guys
2: have a show, though, now. Uh, you've had a, uh, But I they had are long.
3: beautiful. Of course. I mean, is. look at her. Betty Grable, no bullshit. You could do Absolutely. a life story.
2: So your show is tune in behind the scenes, dive into the unfiltered reality behind your favorite influencers and celebs. So how did you come up with like what you were gonna do your show about?
0: So uh we were on Voice America and Sirius XM for years and years and years. Um I think I've been on air for like twelve years. Um, we ended up just shifting networks recently and I was kind of forced into it. Uh, years ago, a friend of mine had been doing a spot on a different network and, uh, got sick, asked me to fill in for him that day. And then they offered me a show. That's how that started. And then it just bounced. We bounced yeah. networks. Um, it used
2: to be just audio. Now the video is attached to everything. So now right. yep. and when it's audio. Anybody, it's easy to do because nobody did, knows what you look did like.
3: Did you get, 1.1 billion downloads. I didn't. I didn't. You did a hell of a <laughs> job. Congratulations on so YouTube doing that. That is
0: amazing. How did you? So I'm curious. How did you do that?
3: I do a lot of nudes.
1: <laughs> That'll do <it. laughs>
3: Jim and I have sex naked, and and they photograph. Yeah, it. right. And that's Wait, yeah, as do. opposed to closed, clothed.
1: Well, you yeah. know, the reason
3: why we do it naked is so that if anybody has to throw up. They can vomit and get feel better afterwards. Right? Lose they lose
2: weight when they watch. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so we're no, to make you know, we've been on.
2: Yeah, we've been on the air for a long time. Um, they years. didn't even have a thing called a podcast when we started. You know, we've been on the same network for sixteen years. Right. Uh, we do a lot of press and a lot of advertisement. I have a big social media. And if it following. wasn't
3: for me, the show wouldn't be today. Of, of yeah. course. Because Jimmy had me on the radio. I said, mm-hmm. "No, I'm not radio." I'm a stand-up comic. Don't shake the camera, baby. Don't you fucking put off the stand. It was like a child. It's like my college No, I can't can't move my foot right now. I said, (laughs) no one was doing podcasts. Only a news commentator had a screen behind him where he would show... No one was doing video, he means. Where he would show the event that he was talking about. We started it first. We're in the car driving, and I said to him, we've got to go television. He went nuts on me. Don't try to change my show. It's a. I said it's not a success. You got sixty three people watching. No, you don't. Whatever you had, 10, 15, for thirty, hundred and twenty. had a million and a half people a week. Anyway, I said we've got to have camera. We've got to do it this way. And we were actually the first, whatever the fuck we are, that did did it this way. And that's, after we did it, Ellen started doing. Everybody started everybody doing it after we did it. Doing it. So that's why we made that wonderful one. That was a big transition. But we actually get more plays in audio
2: than we do in video.
3: Because we were the first people to do this kind of nonsense. And of course, Jimmy said to me, you know, you're a bit wild. I said, you ain't seen nothing yet, baby. You know, I, I don't hold back. I don't Neither do they on their show. Well, Actually he what, should do your show because he, I'd he, love to have him on. Oh it'd be brilliant. I oh, well, felt this boring son of a bitch on. I'm not boring, but I just what know talk things. about such so, I mean what is Jimmy? Jimmy is wonderful. My husband, I I would kill for him. Maybe I would give him up for him. But <laughs> I, you know, I would kill for Jimmy. I love him so much. But, they told him that they said that
2: my shows that their audience loved me on their show. They did.
0: I a lot of our audience really? started going over to you guys.
3: What what do you have? Your show, like Braille? Uh, Braille?
0: (laughs) No, No, we have about six and a half million listeners. We talk exclusively about um, what goes on in Hollywood, celebrity stuff, uh, MMA.
2: And I know that stuff in MMA, which I'm learning a little bit more about. Nobody knows
3: Hollywood like I do. Then we're having
0: you on the show. I'm talking about 50 years old
3: Hollywood. Fuck you. He's talking talking about now Hollywood. I'm talking about. Do you know who Logan Paul is? Do you know that Angelina Jolie is my buddy? She used to be. She still is. I offered her a peanut butter sandwich. She'd come to my house in a minute. (laughs) I used to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for Angelina Jolie. She grew up playing with my daughter, Deirdre. We lived lived on Spalding, and we went to the high school, the elementary school, El Rodeo. And both my children, and Deirdre is Angie's age, and they grew up together, always in trouble. I had to go up to the school all the time with John Boyd. The two of us were like the team, John and I. They were the the menace of the school. So wait, I have a question. Let's go so back there. to you guys. I could talk so about people today. Who, who I'm, I'm invested in that yeah, story. Me too. We're <laughs>
2: having you on the show and we're doing it. Yeah. Well, right. It's fun when we go no. to do shows
3: and we're not together because a- we Angie, get to talk about what we are interested I, in. I right. love, I love Angie. Angie moved to New York and so did we. And we saw Angie in New York and Deirdre was so excited. Well, Deirdre is 14, and Angie is 14. And Deirdre looked like an ironing board or a pole. No tits, no hips, nothing. A skinny blink, seven feet tall. We go in and we see Angie, out comes the lips, the tits, the ass, the hips. This sexy, magnificent creature at 14. So for anybody out there that thinks her lips are fake, her tits are fake, or her hips are fake, or her ass no way Angie Voigt, I call it what is her real name Angel Jolie Jolie it's 100% real and one of the nicest people you ever want to know she's got a heart of gold
2: wait wait go back to that I want to know so let's talk So, so what are some what are some of the big celebrities right now that you guys have been talking about in general
6: um mostly we've well, been we've been a lot of a lot of recently been covering different stories as far as influencers and social media because that's what's been kind of on the forefront of everything. So I think last week we were talking about the likes of Logan Paul and what his he's brother, been doing. With his brother Jake the Raper. Jake and the prime company that uh, Logan started and a little bit of controversy there between them having some uh what the kids nowadays call beef and they want to fight each other on this podcast.
0: Which is all bullshit, they're just trying to make money. I'm sure it then, is um, then we talk yeah, about that, the strike. We talk about um, what yeah. it, a lot of how to get big on social media. Really, a big part of the focus was like Colleen Ballinger. She's the one, the uh, toxic gossip train. She so she grooms a bunch of kids and does a public apology where she comes out with a ukulele and sings a song.
6: It wasn't an apology. It was her blaming everyone else for calling her out on being a pedophile. Yeah, yeah, that went true. well. <laughs> That's our job. That's what we do. Yeah. So we, we, you try. guys have a lot more fun on your show.
2: <laughs> we, yeah. <we're> <laughs> Hang, Hang on. I didn't get it. No, they, they talk about, it. they, they talk, uh, they don't, their show's not just entertainment oriented. Like when I was on the show, we were talking about who's a pedophile in Hollywood. And we were talking the about, the thing is like, like, to talk about, because it's a, it's a reality. It's like a you real know, show. You know, <laughs> you know, something
3: a hundred years ago when I was a young fellow. I met Rock Hudson. Okay. Do you guys know who and Rock Hudson is? Yes. She does. I don't. Okay. Uh, and I yes. met, and I knew he was gay. Everyone mm-hmm. knew he was gay. No one knew. Really? In, oh no, no. Rock Hudson was a butcher's man. He was the the man's man of the He got man. two men, so. Okay. Mm. And I never squealed on him. I dated mm. an actor who was a friend of his, a very famous actor, and he was gay. We all knew, but nobody spoke. So if a person was a pedophile, we didn't like it, but we never advertised it. We had that kind of respect for the person. You can kill a career by spreading a rumor. So So we were raised in my day to keep your fucking mouth shut. But I, I know that I knew the dykes, every I knew all the lesbians that were eating each other in Hollywood. I mean, one time gonorrhea somebody had it, and the word went out to all the actors be careful, gonorrhea is on the loose. Hang on, go, go somewhere. You were gonna say uh, something.
0: I, I was gonna say, actually, it's still that way a lot. I've dated NFL players, I've dated boxers simply because they were gay and didn't want to come out. Like, half of my career is being a professional beard the uh, it's still a problem well, no, no, tell people what a professional
2: beard and we only have like two minutes
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: professional beard, no. professional beard um the the joke of it is i tended to date a lot of the gay guys that weren't able to come out or still won't come out simply because i wanted them to have someone and they wanted someone they could trust that wouldn't out them so that's still something that happens to you a made it look people. straight i made it look straight
3: it's crazy but i know for you a lot of people When they found out Rock Hudson was gay and Mm -hmm. had AIDS, they all disliked him and were no longer his fan. What? Well, because they pictured why you get AIDS. Bottoms get AIDS. You know, get AIDS. So they said that big six foot four butch guy was getting banged up the butt.
0: They said uh, Luke Evans, who's my favorite actor, huge crush on him. him. I Uh, I love him. Uh, I, I freaking love him. Well, they didn't want to give him uh, the lead in Dracula Untold because they were afraid that for some reason him being gay meant that female fans wouldn't follow him. And, of course, it's Luke yeah. Evans. Like, are you fucking crazy? Girls are going to throw him safe. off a cliff. i we be the lead. I
2: love Luke Evans. He's fantastic.
3: I'm gay, but I don't play gay in movies. They
0: guess. I'm just saying they gave him shit about it. They still don't want to put him in the lead a lot of the time. Same with Zachary
2: Quinto. Ridiculous. I watched a movie, a horror movie that he was the lead in recently, where he like kidnapped girls and like t- raped them and tortured him. He was totally believable. You would never have any idea. He mean,
3: he wasn't the straight. only way they could ever find out that I was gay was if I was in a movie with him and we started making out. Uh, yes. I would have where? to contain myself because he's so cute. Where do we send people?
2: Uh, you guys follow, you can follow them on Instagram. It's uh, at tune BTS, which is their, their show. Mm-hmm. Um, Bear is uh, at Bear Fjorda, Fiorda F I O R D A. Summer is I am Summer Helene, but she doesn't do a whole lot on her. So. I do nothing
0: actually. My I just lost mine. Someone took Summer Helene, so I have nothing. I'm trying to oh. fight for that back. So I think my new one is Someone took Summer Helene. That might be my oh. new Instagram. <laughs> like,
2: I'm I pissed I'm on Instagram. On Instagram. That's a great name. TikTok, you guys. He's got over a and, followers.
3: He's great. And kids, we owe you a lunch, so let's Love do Love to meet with you. I love free food. time, <laughs> So we'll take you. Now We'll reciprocate because I believe in reciprocation. I'm not right. of the new breed of people. All right, you Where guys, we have to go. You it. guys
2: turn in to tune in to tune in behind the scenes Fridays at 12 o'clock Pacific <laughs> time. Is that right?
6: That is correct. I think so there, there
3: you go. All right. Let us know when you're in town or. <laughs> they home. are here, I think. You're in Palm now? I yeah. Think
0: we're
2: Palm Springs now, yeah. Okay,
3: we'll, well, we'll, we'll then talk. Then we'll talk after the show.
2: All right, bye, you guys. Hey everybody! Thanks for tuning in. Be Claudia and Don. Thank you so much uh, for doing all the different wonderful things. We'll talk to you guys later. Have a great weekend, everybody. Sorry
1: we're late. Bye everybody. Bye bye. Yeah, we in the mix. Yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest, newest, and was up to the celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Share room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes, download our iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Oh.